With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the house. Wrong intro. But hey, I got you. <laughs> See, that's what the laugh is for, really. Uh, of course, of course, transfer carnage starts off with a bit of carnage. Um, that's absolutely understandable. Uh, it's the name of the show. Um, people, ladies, gentlemen, if there's any animals in, in here, animals, objects, whoever, whatever, welcome to another edition of Transfer Carnage, where we have got so much to go through. So much to go through, but we will take our time through it as usual because we don't like to rush things. We won't rush things. Um, first and foremost, I need to say a massive thank you. Massive thank you for all the lovely, lovely messages that I received. Um, obviously, a dear aunt of mine passed away yesterday um, in Pakistan. Um, so yesterday, I was supposed to do this show yesterday, but obviously I was no emotional state to do it. But messages were absolutely amazing and 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 shows of support and love in moments like that are what get you through and it's got me through and I feel much better for it and hence why I'm here and hence why we're here so first and foremost I can't thank you guys enough uh, for all the love and support thank you anyway lump out of throat everything said and done I have a wonderful wonderful panel an esteemed panel. Of course, I've got the usual faces. Of course, I've got Conroy. Conroy, you okay? Yeah, good, good. Thanks, Chris. Um, it's been a busy week at work, actually. I had the shirt and tie on two minutes before we came on stream. So I, had... I need to see you in a shirt. We all need to see you in no. a shirt and tie. 
no, yeah, it's more to be fair, it's more a shirt with a, a body warmer. To be fair, I'm being too generous to myself, but yeah, I'll do that next Sunday or this Sunday. I'll wear a shirt and tie. Yeah, we'll get the yellow tie on, like Jim White, you know, the transfer deadline days. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Yeah, I know. But I'm doing. I'm doing good. Doing good. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to chatting. I know we'd always never had red fellas on Sunday there, but you did do about four out of five, four shows in five days last week. So to be fair, there's been some amazing content. But looking forward to chatting tonight with, with Ben and Evan. So and yourself, Chris, as well. Absolutely. Uh, as I said, thank you very much for the messages. I, obviously, I won't be able to recognize them all, even in the chat. There's way too many. Appreciate and love you all. Thank you so much. Um, Nearly 400 of you guys in here already. Appreciate the love again. Just smash that like button. That's all I ask about. You helped with the algorithms. Of course, I've got the man with the scatter graphs, the man who's going viral all over Twitter. Every Twitter line, every major account is using these scatter graphs. But I've got the man, the myth, the legend behind them all. And he's wearing a bucket hat. Beat that, Evan. Yeah, it's a special bucket hat. Uh, my mom made it. Shout out to uh, Mama Soccer God. As you can see, it's very nice. It's it's been a huge confidence booster. I, I wear it to sleep. I wear it in the shower. Um, you know, it, it's just a lovely hat. So shout out to everybody showing the hats and love. Feels great to be here, Grizz, because um, I, I get to talk more about these stats that you so generously introduced, and especially about the the player uh, that will be the main subject of them, who I'm very very excited about. So it's it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's it wouldn't have made sense um, if if the main talking point of the show was Romeo Lavia and I wouldn't have had you on. It wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been justice. And you know me, I'm a very just man. Um, it would saying that saying that I actually asked my 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 next guest I'm about to introduce to to to, to please. I requested his appearance around the time of Dominic Sabozlai. And the reason and purpose for that was everyone knows Ben Bosak has been the biggest advocate and stan of Dominic Sabozlai, I don't know, since Evan and Lavia, maybe. But obviously, you know, he's a very busy man um, and he is uh, a very honorable man because he said, I will come on at some point and he's come on at some point. And of course, he also has done some brilliant work on Lavia, which we will get into. But of course, Ben, you're very welcome to Football Carnage. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much as well. Great to be on. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe talking a little bit about Soboslide, but mainly Lavia as well. Because just a little bit, yeah. But obviously the main focus of the show is Lavia and I, I do like him as well. I'm a fan and... Uh, just today, I managed to speak to speak to two of his coaches who worked with him very closely from a young age. So yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing that insight and what I learned from them because it made me more excited about his potential arrival at Liverpool. Of course, absolutely, of course, we will get in to the Lavia chat. Of course, panic, carnage. Some would say on the Liverpool timeline as um, the the Lavia talk heats up journalists throwing other clubs names in there and we will try to get to the bottom of it what does it really mean who's telling the truth or who's playing games we will give our opinions on it and remember that's all they are they are just our opinions some informed some uninformed 
I'll just leave you at that. But guys, um, first and foremost, we must talk about what we do know for a fact. Of course, of course, it was inevitable. We knew Jordan Henderson's situation, scenario for the last couple of weeks, maybe. Um, I'll come to you first, Conroy. Um, we, we, we knew the inevitable was going to happen. We knew Jordan Henderson was... Um, it could be announced every any time. But a few media leaks, which Jordan probably, not probably, definitely wouldn't have wanted leaked. Um, but such is the age we live in. Um, a few leaks of sort of media shots and him training with his, with his new club. What did you make of that before the official announcement? Or did it not really bother you? Because once we knew he's going, he's allowed to do what he wants, how he wants. Or do you think that was a bit of a... Yeah, a bit of a sour taste. I think, as you said, Grizz, see nowadays that with social media being so vast and it's like mm. it just a lot of people, the first reaction is to, t- to tweet something or take a picture or, you know, put it out into the, to the, the I was going to say Ethernet, but put it out there onto social media. I know what um, you was going to say, Ethernet. Was you going to say Because yeah, we mentioned, yeah, yeah. Because I've got that. Ethernet cable today, people. Yeah. In case you yeah. don't know, I'm getting up in the world. I have now invested in an Ethernet cable or Ethernet cable, I should say. So. Yeah, so you're on it. So with that, sometimes, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's quite difficult a lot of the time. And it's quite ironic, Grizz, to be honest, because Evan and, and yourself and Redfellas, we've said for the past two years probably that Liverpool have done so well to keep things in-house. You know, you never really hear about leaks or anything in the changing room. Now, this is obviously a different circumstance, but it's a little bit ironic. But I do think, to be honest, it's just because it's quite difficult nowadays. Sour taste-wise, I, I, I feel that way, to be honest. I mean, Gerard left, and I'm, I'm not comparing, I'm not having this conversation today, but he's our captain's been for a great period he's in my opinion a Liverpool legend you just feel like there'd be a more fitting way to go but life doesn't always work like that at the end of the day it's um, it's not a script as as much as some people say it is Um, it's not a script it's not a fairy tale and it's the way these things happen Um, so yeah on that note I'd, I'd, I'd be you know fitting if we had a better way to go out having said that though Grizz I mean Steven Gerrard got battered 6-1 by Stoke in his last game for Liverpool. So the way I view that, the, leaving the club, I wouldn't say I, I, I'll hold it in a massive high regard, to be honest, because <laughs> it can go the other way. But yeah, it's a weird one. I've got to be honest, it is a weird one. I feel like I've seen yourself, even other people in the shows, uh, on social media, I feel like a lot of people are kind of on the fence with that as well. They feel like it's a sad time to go and it's kind of, it's a strange situation, but wish them all the best and um, good luck to them. Absolutely. Um, Ev, I want to come to you and and sort of moving, I guess, moving on from the Henderson situation scenario. Um, <laughs> this time last year, roughly around this time last year, Evan, Jurgen Klopp quite infamously suggested or reeled off the amount of midfielders he has at his club and his disposal <laughs> and said, what more do you guys want? Like, what else do we need? 12 months later, pretty much uh, 12 months later, we have, I believe, I believe Curtis Jones as the most senior Liverpool midfielder at the club in terms of who spent the most time at Liverpool. I know Thiago is the most experienced, but Curtis Jones, the most senior Liverpool midfielder at the club. How do you feel about those Klopp comments at the time? 
did he make a mistake? Was it calculated? Has it been ruthless? Or is it a combination of events uh, that's resulted in Curtis Jones being the most experienced Liverpool midfielder left out of that group? Uh, it's got to be a combination of events. I mean, even perhaps even the most inside of people in, in the football chain, you know, people like managers of huge clubs like Jurgen Klopp, they didn't see this massive project from Saudi Arabia coming in and taking his two most senior midfielders who by all indications from the club and from media were set to spend at least another 12 months at Liverpool. Um, it was a bit of a tough, tough take at the time. It didn't go over well with anybody. I think anybody could have seen the cracks in that midfield court uh, this time last summer. Um, and it hasn't really aged well. Um, but is it exclusively Jurgen Klopp's fault? No, I, I don't think many clubs had a contingency plan for what if there's a $20 billion project halfway across the world and they just start taking players? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's tough to point it all uh, at Klopp, but I will say even at the time in summer 2022, it was a, it's, it's tough because you have to trust these guys and they know infinitely more about football than any, than any of us, but it was a poor decision not to invest in the midfield last summer. Uh, it was a poor decision the second he said those words, and it was a poor decision when the season started, and it's it's seen as a poor decision now. So there's there's no way to frame it as it being the the right thing to do. Um, and uh, perhaps the the thing that irks me the most about it, Grizz, is that it's absolutely moved the goalposts in terms mm. of what we would deem to be an acceptable midfield rebuild. Because assuming Fabinho and Henderson were staying. We could have said, okay, McAllister, Sobosly, Lavia, that's cool with the midfield. Maybe let's go get a center back. And that would have been, for many people, a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 sort of window. But now you're losing your two most uh, senior midfielders um, who you, ex uh, as, far as, as far as we know, uh, only a month ago were expected to stay. Um, it's absolutely changed the definition, right, overnight of what an acceptable rebuild is, both for coaches and, and for just fans of the club. So it, it's a fastly moving window. It's a, the, the football world moves quick. And the, uh, uh, the, the introduction of uh, the Saudi Arabian project into the transfer market has only made it move quicker. So, uh, yeah, lots going on. Ben, of course, we, to, to a man, woman, um, we, we knew there was a rebuild around the corner. We anticipated a bit of change or quite a bit of change actually i don't think anyone anticipated this level of change especially all centered around the one area which is usually defined as the clock engine room the midfield the, his most important part of the pitch we have now lost five i believe guys five central midfield players all with varying profiles of skill, experience, and levels. Um, what do you make of it? Too much change in one window for us to be not seen as another season of transition? Or can we overcome this much change, in your opinion? It's a good question. I think... I ask, good questions. I ask good questions on this show, mate. Get used to it. <laughs> Straight away, as you mentioned it, I'm reading uh, Raphael Honigstein's biography and Jurgen Klopp at the moment, and one quote stands out to me from Neven Subotic, who was with him at Mainz and with him at Dortmund, yeah. and 
they were talking about the rebuild process at Dortmund and Subotic said something like how Klopp loves to build everything from scratch and he really enjoyed that process at Dortmund to go from, you know, literally zero and then build up the team. This is the kind of things that he thrives in. I spoke to Adam Bogdan, who was there when Klopp took over at Liverpool as well recently and he gave, you know, similar feedback, how efficient everything was and how he's someone who can get his message across really quickly, straight away to the new players. So I'm not necessarily worried about this huge change that's going on in the midfield. I think it's been necessary. If you look look at the players that have gone, Henderson has been on the decline, even Fabinho, you know, there, there might have been some hope that he could recover and discover his old form. But obviously that would have been, you know, you're, you're banking on a lot. Uh, expecting him to 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 be that player again after having a really poor season. Let's be honest, last season, and, and you know the rest of the players who left on free. You know the less said about them, the better. I think they yeah. were. They, they it was definitely time for them to go. Uh, so all in all, I'm I'm not necessarily concerned. I, I get people being worried, but this is this is the kind of thing that Klopp loves to do, and I think he's ex- it, as much as it's a bit frightening to see so many players go. This is also exciting to see this process. I think uh, I'm expecting a lot of uh, exciting moments and exciting times for Liverpool. It's interesting you actually mentioned that, you know, in terms of he enjoys or players that you've spoken to have said he enjoys starting from scratch because it kind of fits into what's happening, right? He's literally gone from trusting everyone to basically dismantling the whole midfield and literally starting from scratch because I think we all anticipate a brand new set of midfielders. Possibly, okay, not first game of the season, but sort of if we go into five, six games into the season, possibly, apart from Curtis Jones, as I mentioned, probably a new set of midfield. And Ben, I'll stick with you because... um, so Bozalai was added, of course, we've touched upon McAllister. We won't go back to the McAllister chat, but how can I have you on and not mention Dominic Sabozalai? Um, a key, key component, it seems, he will be part of this, part of this rebuild of Liverpool. Um, I'm going to ask you the obvious question. Is he up for it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think I, I've spoken about this a lot, but since he was 14, 15, he's been training with Red Bull, similar system to Liverpool, obviously, the Gagan pressing style. It's ingrained in his system now, you know. He's he's worked so long in in, in that Gagan pressing system. And I think as well, on top of that, Sobosai is useful in this rebuild because he can be used in multiple positions. He, he's not just someone when people were talking about bringing him in they were saying oh he's going to be Henderson's replacement he's going to play in the right-sided midfield role obviously in pre-season we saw that he was training in the left-sided midfield role he played in the left-sided midfield role then we saw him shift to the right side in the second part of the the first game in pre-season and I think we'll see a lot more of that from Sobosai he's someone who can play in all of those roles and that's really key, I think, when you're going into the season, not really knowing who your starting eleven is or how you're going to line up. Um, Klopp needs those players and McAllister is the same. I know you didn't want me to touch upon him, but I'm going to mention him. McAllister is similar. Now you have Trent Alexander-Arnold who can play in various positions. Elliot too. Um, Curtis Jones is probably more comfortable on the left, but if you know 
for the England under twenty one side. We saw him play a more reserved role in 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 the under twenty one team because he had so many number tens and attacking midfielders around him. So I think it's 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 a good place to be in right now. And I think Sobosai is is definitely ready for for the step up and he's going to elevate Liverpool and take them to the next level. And I'm expecting a really fluid Liverpool midfield next season uh, that's going to interchange constantly and, and cause a lot of problems for defenders. And people, if Ben says he anticipates Sobosai to fit like a glove and, and elevate this midfield, then we should believe him because if anyone's done research, and I'm talking serious research on Dominic Sabozalai, uh, it's been make sure you go and check out his articles and all his workings on liverpool.com. Conroy, something else that was clarified, a bit of doubt in the last few days leading up to it, Uh, doggy gate, uh, structure gate, all kinds of gates with regards to Fabinho and his impending move to Saudi Arabia um, and Al-Etifak, but that has been resolved. Um, I did say to people, karma, 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 there's no such thing, everything is fine, it's a dog's life, don't (laughs) worry about it. Um, It's cool. I can actually, actually, exclusivo, exclusivo, I can exclusively reveal Fabinho is flying to Dubai right now. He's on a plane right now. Um, don't ask me how I know these things, but I do. He's on a plane right now, flying to Dubai, and he will probably be unveiled in the next 24 hours or so once he arrives. Um, Fabinho, you know, again, wow. What a DM, what a player for this club system. No longer here with us as well. Yeah, similar sort of sentiment, you know, again, probably falls under the, the Liverpool Legends category, that's a whole different video, um, but yeah, it's just at one point, a lot of people have been saying this recently as well, I think you talk about what levels he hit, he was, he was second or if not the best DM in the world, mm. um, probably two years ago, definitely was at that standard, um, as Ben previously, previously mentioned, he definitely fell off uh, the last couple of years, especially last year. But yeah, absolutely brilliant servant to the club and he will go away as a Liverpool legend and achieve something that we've all wanted, the Premier League, which was the holy grail and he'll always be part of that. So I completely will look at him and he's always in a great light. Um, but the one thing I would say is I agree with Ben when we spoke about this previously. If you're getting offered similar yeah. money, you have to take it. And I understand it is possibly a gamble We've put ourselves in a situation where the league's starting. I understand that completely, and we're going to discuss that. I just think they'll probably back themselves to, down the line in a year's time, they'll look at that and think, we had to do that deal. Because in a year's time, if you don't, you might got nothing back for them or half that amount. And as Evan mentioned, there is obviously what's happening in Saudi Arabia now with the, the league. There really, there's a lot happening. And there's a phrase, you know, I don't know if it, if it goes across uh, the world, but strike while the iron's hot. The iron's hot, and, and I feel like in this situation, Liverpool had to do it. But on back to Fabinho, I think he's been a, he is a Liverpool legend, and I feel um, he's never going to hit that level again anyway. But I, I do think we have to remember because last season was a lot of criticism for him, he really was at another level, uh, and we got him at his absolute peak. So, yeah, again, all the best to him. And it's going to be an interesting league uh, because there seems to be all these teams are getting a lot of good players now. So, 
Uh, that Cristiano Ronaldo's quote, what was it? It's going to be a top five league very soon. We'll, we'll find that out shortly. But yeah, all the best to Fabinho. Absolutely all the best to Fabinho. Uh, just sticking with you, Ant Dicko's a regular in the chat. Says, Bet Connor looks like he's going to court in a shirt and tie. Yeah, probably um, right, to be honest. I'm wearing a kilty on Saturday for one of my best mates' wedding. So I'll send you a picture. <laughs> And see how it's free, and I promise not to post it all over my socials. <laughs> yeah. I, I promise. But that's, I, I that's, me, that's promise me going to the sales for the night when you post it. That's me going but to I can't, I can't promise not to blackmail you in the future, though. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, uh, Amika sends in a super chat and he says, Grizz, are you not concerned that we have no credible centre back lips? Uh, links Klopp can't possibly be okay with our current backups. You know my thoughts on Gomez. We would be touching upon that. We'll be discussing that as well, guys. Don't you worry. Um, Evan, the Fabinho Henderson gone squad flies out. Obviously, we were awaiting if Fabinho is going to fly out with the squad, which suggests that. Sorry, once we knew he wasn't going to fly out, we we knew the 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 move was going to be completed. Uh, the squad gets announced today, and a couple of expected omissions, and one not so expected. Uh, while I bring up the squad, um, in fact, I'll bring it up right now. Here we go. Of course, I'm using our friends. This is Anfield's website, who I have got permission to use. So shout out. This is Anfield as well, guys. Um, yeah, look. Straight away, to me, it says, look at the state of that midfield. In terms of numbers and experience, we have Sabozalai, McAllister, Jones, Elliot, Clark, McConnell, Frondoff. Even though Frondoff's an attacker, I'd say more than a midfielder um it's very glaringly obvious where we need to strengthen right evan because tiago and vegetic didn't travel which suggests they are not remotely close to a start never mind 14 training um concerning if we look at it right now yeah i think in terms of size of preseason squads it's kind of just small in general. You know, it's parked the midfield for a second. You know, it's not uncommon for 35, 40 players, a combination of senior and academy bodies to make these sorts of trips. I count less than 30 there. So for me, it's not just in the midfield. I, I, I see quite, um, quite, a, quite, a, quite a small squad just in general. Even if you had Bacetic and Tiago uh, in, in the in midfield, that's still a small preseason squad to take overseas. I, I think in previous years, you would see bare minimum 30, perhaps 35 to 40 uh, bodies making the trip. Um, yeah, we absolutely uh, need to reinforce the midfield, though, because when you talk about who's going to be in the 11 uh, away to Stamford Bridge on game week one, uh, mm -hmm. you, could you, you could probably have a name for every single position except that holding midfield position. Um, and that obviously should take uh, precedence. I, I think we're in a position to perhaps wait for a center back, wait for something to become available, wait for someone to have their price reduced. But in terms of midfield, it really needs to be uh, boxed uh, very soon. You know, obviously it's probably too late for um, that new midfield body to ride with the team to Singapore, but let's try to get them on a plane to Singapore uh, as, as soon as possible because you need to get some reps in. Uh, in this uh, in this Liverpool team, especially in this midfield, you know, it's um, common common uh, opinion in football is that the holding midfield role, the six, is the hardest position to play uh, in the game. That
that is even more so true with a high-pressing outfit like Liverpool, like to play a high line. We saw how many times last season Fabinho uh, was responsible for 50, 60 yards of space uh, at times, and he has no standout physical gifts even at his prime, so it's hard for him to cover the ground. Um, yeah, we absolutely need to get a body in soon. Uh, I think we're going to have to make peace with the fact that no matter, even, even if they're signed 10 minutes from now and, and they board the plane 20 minutes from now, they're not going to be ready. Nobody is going to be ready, whether they're a project signing, whether they're an established midfield midfielder in their prime. Yeah, uh, clock's ticking just to just to have them, you know, be in Liverpool. Forget Singapore for a second. Just to have them in Liverpool uh, before the season starts. Clock, clock is absolutely ticking. It absolutely is. Um, the clock's ticking just over 25 minutes and there's 800 of you guys in here. Amazing support as per. Um, let's get those likes up. Um, make the ratio ratio as I say. Um, ben, looking at that squad list, first of all, I want to get your opinion on the couple of omissions, Bejetic and Tiago, um, two players at the different sort of you know parts of their career, uh, one coming to the end, one starting off, um, and probably seen as crucial now in the rebuild. Because without Fabinho, Henderson and Milner, and of course the other guys that have gone, there's a distinct lack of experience. And when I mean experience, I mean Liverpool and Klopp experience. Of course McAllister's got plenty of experience. Of course Sabozlai's got a decent amount of experience. But in, play, in terms of a Liverpool and Klopp experience, we definitely need someone to stick around. Thiago would seem to be... Uh, crucial to the rebuild just because of his experience. Maybe not his avail. We know about his availability, but is it concerning that it's becoming less and less and less now to the point where he's still recovering from the surgery that he's had in the in the in the near the end of the season? I think I wouldn't be too concerned. I think obviously Liverpool are taking their time to make to make sure that he's ready and he's completely fine. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy with that. I accept that if that's what they're doing, because, you know, in the long term, then we'll be sure that he could be fit for the season. And I think at this point, if we can get 30 games out of Thiago in the Premier League next season, that would be a huge success. Um, so I'm not necessarily concerned that he's not playing yet. He's not there yet. I think sometimes after surgeries, you need a lot of time and you need to be 100% sure. And it seems like, even with Dominic Sobosai, Liverpool were not risking him when he only had a little bit of an ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, and it seems like Liverpool just want to be careful and they want to take their time and just don't take any risk. And I think that's fair enough. That's what you want to do. And I'm sure that's the same with Bicetic as well. You don't want him, you know, picking up another injury and probably rushing him back a bit too soon. Uh, we saw that with Harvey Elliott as well when he had that serious injury. He was very gradually put into the side that wasn't given a lot of load initially and I think um, yeah I, I support that and, uh, and I'm not concerned necessarily obviously if it gets into the season and we're seeing Thiago pick up more injuries and being less available then then I will start to be concerned and I think that's probably one of the factors why even with Lavia coming in I would like to see another midfielder arrive and I hope this is not the end of Jörg Schmatke's business after Lavia. I hope he's going to be doing a few more deals and I'm sure we'll touch up on that on what areas we would like to see players come in. But the midfield is still a priority for me and, and probably the defence as well. 
we'd like to think Big George, I mean, even though you said it perfectly, I'm just going to call him Big George to, just to say face uh, and any embarrassment. I'll just call him, I'll stick to Big George. You do the, the, the exact pronunciations. But if Big George is here for the, the short stay that has been rumoured, uh, we'd like to make the most of him, make our money work, make, make him work for his pay that he's going to earn. And we hope that he brings in a few more players. Conroy, of course, the talk of the town and his next project or our next project for that midfield uh, heated up in the last couple of days was uh, Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? Romeo Lavia himself. Um, unlike Fabinho, who I know is on a plane right now to Dubai, I can't answer where Romeo is. But it has been suggested by reliable journalists that he is potentially on his way to Liverpool. Just your initial thoughts on the thought of Romeo Lavia being our next signing in midfield. You know, I, I think this one, Grez, is a... It depends. I think it's a good signing. Um, mm -hmm. I would follow that up by... If that's the only signing in that area, that's where my concerns would be. I think I'm not going to um, like go over what a lot of people have said. I think ideal summer would have been you bring Lavia in, you let Fabinho and they kind of do a rotation, play the understudy, and if he can grasp it, take over. You do have to remember Fabinho was playing DM for Monaco. I think they just won Liga, and he still took about two months to get used to a Klopp system and play for us. I think you can't forget that as well. So that would be an ideal situation. But on the signing, I, I do think he's a, he's got the potential to really, really hit a high level. Um, he's still a young player, 19 years old. But I feel like he, you could see there's a lot of clubs interested in him. Um, don't even be at Man City. I think he was bought from Anderlecht initially, I think, uh, for the Youth Academy there. You can correct me on that. And then obviously Guardiola. Kevin De Bruyne actually... Uh, he said to Guardiola, I think, to watch him originally. But you don't get in that company unless you've got a lot about your, your game. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I can see why there's so much hype about him and I can see where he can hit it. But again, he is still a young player. So on the signing individually, I think it's a really good signing. All, all going ahead, I think it is a very good signing. Um, and right now, it's a weird one, especially in that position. But you can see if, if Klopp can get a hold of him work with him, he could be absolutely incredible. What we're working with right now is you've got the, the best DM in the world, Rodri, and you've got players around that, and we spoke about Casado and stuff like that. But you, with that saying, I feel like the way Liverpool look at it is they can take him, and in a couple of years, they could have the best DM or up there in their team or one of the best. So I'm all good with that. Again, the only concern I have is if that's the only signing in that position, I would have my concerns because... You mentioned McAllister and Sabozlai, um ability. Uh, ability is a lot in football, don't get me wrong, but um, it's different. So if you're playing with Liverpool and it's nil-nil and you've drew a game, you drew two games, the pressure can come on in that midfield. There is a bit of it for experience for players to have to be in that environment. If we are going to top four chase, a title chase, we need that. So that's my concerns for that. I still feel like we do need that, another signing to bring experience into that team. But time will tell. Mm. Uh, I'm going to come to you, Ev, and tell us, or I'm going to ask you, why you think Romeo Lavia is a perfect fit for Liverpool? Because you have been doing the utmost prop for Romeo Lavia 
in terms of efficiency, output, everything. Um, yeah, feel free to put up one of those confusion graphs as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but hey, you're here to explain it and make it so easy for us. The floor is yours. Happy to do it. Happy to do it, Grizz. Um, just to preface, I I think the last time I was this excited for a potential Liverpool signing was perhaps uh, five summers ago uh, in that obviously big summer 2018 window where we had the likes of Fabinho and Allison coming through. Uh, Navi Keita finally joined the club as well. So any of those three were probably the last time I was this excited because I considered the three of them to be transformational in their own way. Uh, Romeo Lavia is um, obviously at 19, not the finished product, and calls for Liverpool to sign a more senior holding midfielder alongside him in addition to him. Those shouts are completely valid. Um, but, you know, I've not, not, to, not to flex per se, but more just to sh show how much research I've done. I've watched every single duel uh, Romeo Lavia has done in his senior career. I've wow. watched every single progressive action, every single moment he's affected the game, both positively and negatively, gotten a good feel for his weaknesses at his tender age and a good feeling for his strengths. Um, and I think he is a, a, a top five holding midfielder in the world just waiting to happen. Um, I, I think if you, with, with the right environment, and I can say this with confidence because, you know, you know, if, if, he, you know, if he chooses us, then he gets the, the X factor in all of this, which is the generational developer of talent that is Jurgen Klopp. That is absolutely the X factor. You know, if he, if he goes elsewhere to a less stable environment with an inferior coach, all due respect, then I can't honestly say he's going to be a top five DM in the world because obviously your environment and your guidance is everything. Um, but if he chooses Liverpool, I, you know, I think in six months he'll be worth Caicedo money. And, and one of the big, big arguments I've been trying to make over the last month is I don't think there's anything close to a 50 million pound discrepancy between Moises Caicedo uh, and Romeo Lavia. Um, Caicedo a little more established, a little more experienced. Um, but yeah, when, when I look at the numbers, I do not see a 50 million pound difference uh, between the two. Um, here's one of the, uh, the most important things, in, in, in my opinion, uh, Defensive duels won as a percentage and offensive duels won, Grizz. Uh, and the, the idea is the closer you are to the top right, the closer you are to Declan Rice, the better. Um, as you can see, Romeo Lavia, um, superior to Moises Caicedo in terms of defensive duels. Um, I've checked how many they attempted over the course of the season, and the numbers are not far off, so it's not a skewed or biased statistic. Uh, Moises Caicedo slightly, ever so slightly superior at offensive duels. Um, but this is really what excites me. Um, because I think there was many times last season Liverpool just could not get anywhere near the opposition, uh, especially midfield. Um, ob obviously, we made it hard for guys like Fabinho and Henderson when we made them responsible for unreal, unrealistic large swaths of space. Hopefully, in this new shape, we can uh, reduce the amount of space that each midfielder is responsible for, and it seems like we've done that. But Lavia is incredible at combating an opposition player uh, going and taking the ball away as a ball winner. That's sort of what a defensive duel speaks to by Y scouts definition. Um, and he's also an excellent offensive duel winner, which is how he pr protects the ball in terms of being press resistant. When an opposition forward tries to press him and build up, he's excellent at sort of getting his way out of trouble. And he was excellent at doing it for it's worth noting the worst team in the premier league last season. 
Um, and obviously some sort some stats uh, reflect that for Romeo Lavia. He, um, you know, is, is not the most incredible at progressively passing the ball, but that's perhaps more of a, a reflection on Southampton than him. I like these stats because they're definitely reflections of players as individuals. You know, Declan Rice, most ha West Ham last season, not an excellent team in the Premier League, and yet he still uh, leads this category. Um, so this is this is what really stands out for me uh, with Romeo Lavia, and I think in a more possession-based system like Liverpool, we will see those progressive passes, those long pass completion things, everything you would sort of associate with a Rolls Royce holding midfielder like Fabinho was in his prime, almost as good on the ball as he was off it from 2018 to 2021. Um, so yeah, I, I I could go on, Grizz, but. In the, in the interest of time, uh, I, I'll just leave it at that in terms of me waxing lyrical about this kid that I have so much faith in. Um, ben just uh, messaged me and said Wi-Fi issues. He's still trying to reconnect, so he should be back because I wanted to sort of get his take on, on that. But looking at that, Conroy, uh, that's pretty, well, A, great work from Evan and well explained, but... It kind of suggests that we're still in the business of of using our stats and analytics to choose our uh, next project, so to speak. And it seems like there's been a bit of a delay in terms of assessing where we're at with Fabinho, with Henderson. And as we've discussed in previous shows, that it was a bit of a bombshell. We didn't anticipate Fabinho and Henderson to be going. Of course, we anticipated the others, but... Again, it was very apparent that Fabinho was going to stay and then Lavia was supposed to be the understudy, given a season to develop and then possibly take over the, the mantle of, of Fabinho. And as you said, we'd be concerned now to, to make him the mainstay of our midfield. But looking at that, everything suggests that he possibly is ready to step into that mantle straight away with, without the need to um, sort of have a, have a settling in, not a settling in period, but sort of he knows, the, he knows the Premier League, he's played in it enough, and he's ahead of a lot of experienced players in that list. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the, the point is valid that he's actually playing in the Premier League. He's not coming from another league to get to get used to the, the standard. I completely get that. Um, I just feel that you, you are obviously you gain a lot of experience as a footballer as well. And I think what Evans put there, it, it shows you very promising signs of what he could be. I just mm. think sometimes putting that onus on a player straight away, not even having an option to take him out. And right now it's it's not as if it's not as if we've got an average DM who can come in and or are or good DM. I feel like we're just very short in that area. And I feel like it's just, I just wouldn't like us to be in that position. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to go and spend 60 million on a DM. I'm just saying a bit more depth in that area to, to allow, allow him that, that time. That, that's the way I'd look at it. Now, he might be different. He might be the really surprise most fans and, and suddenly just start and play a full season. But again, it's, it's also the amount of games when you play for an, a team that's got Europa League football, European football as well now. There's a lot of things included. But again, I'm happy to be wrong on that. I just think we need something in that area just, just so it's not... The onus isn't on a young kid to just play 60 games a year. That's that's all I'd say. Also, I have to say there's another good point as well. That last season he played Ward Prowse or someone else um, if Ward Prowse was in a slightly different position and a two a lot. And the fact that we use the box system or doing with Trent, you know, the 3-2-2-3, three, two, two, three, that's a positive as well going into the season because uh, it's not as if we're saying at times we just had that lone six 
it looks like we're going to have at least, well, from, from the signs, it looks like it's going to be two in that position. And that's obviously what he's, he's had experience in that area as well. So, again, that's a positive. Chris, what, what, do, you, what do you think on it? Do you, do you think, because um, I think this this kid could, as I, I agree with Evan, I think mean, he could really hit that ceiling, and I'm not doubting that at all. I just, I just don't want to put too much on a youngster to say, right, here you go, and the weight of the world's on his shoulders for Liverpool. That, that's all I was, I was thinking. No, I agree with you, and, and and that's why I've got Ben on, because I know you've asked me, but this kind of question needs... To answer this kind of question, you 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 need to have done research into the background and and sort of almost the footballing upbringing and almost everything in terms of what how the character is made up. What is his character like? What, what is he like? Um, what does his ex-coaches speak about? So a brilliant segue. I know you didn't mean it, but... You know, you know me and the genius of segues. I segue into Ben because Ben, you are the man when it comes to telling us about this wonder kid. Is it fair to say a wonder kid at nineteen being sort of spoken about as as a potential DM for Liverpool Football Club and the chosen one under Jurgen Klopp? So take it away, Ben. Um, tell us about this this guy, Romeo Lavia, and why is he good for Liverpool? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, I've spoken to a few people working in the Belgium uh, youth national team setups and and, and elect as well. And the, the impression that I get is that they rate him really highly. He's um, sort of been regarded or what they recited to me is that they see him as a similar level of potential as Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously. Sorry, by the way, I've just shared a screen with, uh, you spoke to Arno van den Abiel, who was? Yes, uh, he was his coach at Anderlecht uh, right. when uh, Lavia first moved there. And then he also coached him for the youth national teams as well. So uh, he worked with him twice, uh, got a lot of experience, saw Lavia's rise from the beginning, really, when he first arrived at Anderlecht. Uh, he was, I think, eight or nine years old at the time. And uh He's really seen him grow and uh, develop into a player. And, uh, yeah, he, he rated him really highly. He said he's probably one of the best players in his position, in his age group in the world, which obviously I think you'd have to say, given the season that he just had in the Premier League. Uh, and then I spoke to another coach as well. who was telling me about his sort of his attitude and how, how much... He was already a professional at such a young age. Uh, um, he was telling me how even when he went to England, he was asking about the sort of system and the programme that was happening at the national team. He wanted to find out more. He was interested in that side of the game. And he said, no other player really has ever asked me about the the programme and what, what we're going to be training and stuff like that ahead of time anyway. Um, and uh, I think as well, when he first encountered him, I think he was 15 and he said he was already like an adult. Um, so, you know, he seems like someone who's very confident, very mature, very professional from a younger age. He's known what he wanted to do and that he wanted to be a footballer and he's been very driven in that goal. And he's clearly very ambitious as well. I think um, when he was at Anderlecht, people really wanted to keep him at the club. And it wasn't just the club, the Belgian Federation. Uh, tried to convince him to stay uh, and, and stay in Belgium. And obviously that would have been the easy option for him. He was highly rated in Belgium. There was a clear pathway to the Anderlecht first team. Anderlecht is obviously very famous for developing uh, a lot of good young players. Uh, 
Yuri Tillemans is one and, and among others as well. Uh, so there's a clear pathway there, but he decided to test himself at 16 and go to England into probably, let's be honest, Manchester City is probably the top academy in England at the moment in terms of competitiveness and how much players they develop. They're, 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 they're the best at the moment, you have to say. And he went into that environment and he didn't just go into that environment, he thrived in that environment and he he earned Pep Guardiola's recognition at 17. He was given that's a not bad, That's not a bad uh, person to, to get recognised by, right? Exactly. And uh, I think Guardiola is actually a big fan of him because he spotted him at a Kevin De Bruyne tournament, which he, Kevin De Bruyne holds this tournament in Belgium for, I think, under 15 or under 16 players. And De Bruyne invited Guardiola uh, over. And that's when Lavia was first spotted by Manchester City. And then obviously the rest is history. But, you know, back to my point about him being at Manchester City, he proved himself at Manchester City, even earned Pep Guardiola's recognition. And then he decided, you know, there's a quite a good holding midfielder in front of me in Rodri. I'm not going to get the game time that I want. And he decided to test himself in Southampton and, you know, go into that professional environment, into the adult environment, uh, which is a big leap still from, you know, going in, playing Premier League 2 to the Premier League. A lot of players struggle with that. You know, we've seen a lot of Liverpool loanies who have gone on to do playing League 1 or League 2 not at, or the Championship, but he went straight into the Premier League and did really well. And uh, I know Evan mentioned that he sees him as a £100 million player. And bef- even before I spoke to his coaches, I, I think I have to agree with Evan. I, I, I saw him as that kind of player. I kind of compared him in, to Declan Rice actually and Declan Rice's debut season for West Ham because I think that's the only fair a- accurate comparison you can make and they were the, kind of the same age uh, Lavia played a, f- a bit more minutes than Rice at the time but in terms of the stats per 90 minutes their stats were very similar and you know Liverpool are paying not necessarily the, the final product they're paying for potential here, but the potential is pretty damn exciting based on, you know, the stats and also based on what the people who know him, who have worked with him are saying. Uh, it, it's, it, it all adds up and it seems like this is a player who could potentially be one of the best holding midfielders in the future. So, Conroy, that's why I segued into this segment with your brilliant question. Uh, but again, hopefully people are good at multitasking and we're listening to Ben uh, looking at Conroy and uh, Evans hats and reading the article that I put up all at the same time, because if you, if you were doing all of that, you would have, it would have made sense to you guys why I put this up because look, it says, um, and I quote Van Den Abiel, it says, I think everyone was surprised. A very big club. He was very young at the time. And people are always a bit skeptical about building players living that young because there are only a few that make it, Blah blah blah. At the time, and like, and even the Belgian Federation made attempts to convince him to stay. But this is why I'm segueing into today's news and rumors and hot topics. Lavia's mind was made up. He says, "I remember all the Federation, the club tried to convince him not to go this early, but I think he had a plan in his head, and he wanted to execute it, and it turned out quite good." Um, you know, but he chose the more. You know, he says the most easy part would have been grow, keep growing in Andelect. But, you know, but everyone was making big plans for him, but he chose the more difficult way. And that maybe also says a lot about him. Um, 
and that kind of just segues into sort of or answers Conroy's question in terms of the responsibility that you'd have of becoming our prime DM uh, and also suggests to me or puts an end hopefully to the rumours that have been sort of said today because it is said that Chelsea are also considering uh, trying to hijack this deal. Um, again, we know today the, the very reliable David Ornstein says that uh, Chelsea's pursuit of Moises Caicedo has hit a, a wall. And so therefore Chelsea are considering Lavia as an option. Um, but I think a couple of things to note after speaking with Ben and reading the article. By the way, guys, I'm so sorry, Ben. Make sure you go and check out the article, liverpool.com, no, liverpool.com, Ben. That's the one, liverpool.com. Make sure you go and support Ben and read that article. Uh, it's brilliant. He's a brilliant writer, um, you know, and I don't need to say any more about that. Just make sure you go and check out his work and then let him know how brilliant he really is. But Romeo Lavia has made his mind up. It's suggesting the article and he's very sort of, what's the word, mature for his age, single-minded. Um, as I've said as well before, Jurgen Klopp spoke to him whilst Jurgen Klopp was on holiday. And that's how much Jurgen Klopp thinks about this kid and wants him. And I believe Romeo Lavia, Romeo Lavia has agreed and did agree to join Liverpool Football Club. So even though Liverpool fans are absolutely up in arms tonight, thinking Chelsea have hijacked this deal, we're going to lose Romeo Lavia. I don't believe we are. I believe we will get Romeo Lavia. Um, and Romeo Lavia will become a Liverpool player as long as as long as we agree a deal with, with Southampton. And again, before mentioned, David Ornstein suggested yesterday, Liverpool are very close and hope to agree a deal with Romeo Lavia. If that is the case, Evan, uh, Conroy, I'll come to sorry, and Romeo Lavia will become a Liverpool player. Again, probably saying no to much higher wages. Definitely a higher fee. Like Chelsea can throw the bank at him, right? But again, that's a sign of money, morals, all of that stuff. Don't really mean too much to this guy. Because this guy, you know, like reading Ben's article, suggests he knows what he wants. And it's about morals and it's about... You know, this guy knows what he wants and he wants to be part of the project at Liverpool. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a good good statement. Um, I would also say that Chelsea are, are probably in a bigger rebuild. And again, yeah. there's there's if you look at what's happening there, there's try to shorten the squad. Pochettino just came out and said there's too many players, need more, but we need more experience. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a a mess, to be honest, that's going to take a lot to deal with. Now, we just came from a relegated club. Now, by all means, I'm not saying we are uh, like in complete harmony at our club, but you can tell that our attack's potent. You know, you've seen that last season. Our midfielders are an issue, what was our issue, but there's three new bodies in there already, two new bodies, sorry, including himself. Um, I feel like you can see that we're not far away, whereas I think Chelsea are far away. You know, I, I'm not really seeing anything about Chelsea that makes me completely concerned, to be honest. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Cucurella. Um, he maybe just wasn't that guy, but I'm watching him in pre-season friendlies now and he's just 60 million. Just That's just a state uh, example, but I think Chelsea's a bigger amount of work. Um, they've already spent 100 million Enzo Fernandez as well, so it's a bit like, 
I, I just feel like that wouldn't be a great environment. And you've all this is uh, Ben had mentioned this player in the past. He's got a, a mentality where he wants to be the best. He probably sees Liverpool as quite a good vehicle as well to get there a lot sooner rather than Chelsea. So that's from like a, a standpoint of the teams. I think as well, um, his style of play, it'll probably Liverpool's a good fit as well. You, you, you've seen what was successful, especially under Klopp at Dortmund and, and, and Liverpool. And I feel like he probably feels that that would allow him to even excel his game. Uh, and I think he's got that determination that he wants to be the best. So I think from both parties, I, I might be, I might look red if it might have egg in my face tomorrow morning, Chris, but I just, I can't see Chelsea being a bar in the money, obviously, but everything else, I don't see a more appealing proposition, to be honest. Yeah, look, again, we, Liverpool fans more than most know that until the player is holding up a jersey um, like Ben was showing off with his Sabozalai jersey earlier on, until the jersey is sort of being held up, nothing is ever done. But again, most reports suggest... Uh, apparently, we have had an update from... A Belgium journalist. Um, someone had to put. Can someone put it in the chat? Um, ben, I don't know if you can help me with the with the with the pronunciation of the the, the said journalist. Um, where is it? Where uh, is I it? believe it's someone... Sasha Tavolieri uh, from Belgium. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know the all right, all right. You know the I'm familiar pronunciation. With this game. Yeah. Okay, no problem. You you got it, Sasha. I'll call him Sasha. You can say the surname, but apparently he's given an update and pretty much echoed what we've said in terms of, you know, that the player still favours Liverpool, his head. There you go. Uh, Sasha Tavaleri, hopefully um, I've done it justice. Um, but apparently he's reiterated that even though Chelsea are interested, um, Romeo Lavia's heart and head is still set on Liverpool, which which bodes well, Evan. Um and if that's to be the third member of the midfield makeup, makeup, what do you suggest the fourth member of this transfer window should be, positionally, role, and 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 player-wise in terms of should it be a right back, should it be a cent right-sided centre back, a left-sided centre back, or another midfielder? Because we definitely need more. This just won't be enough. Uh, assuming uh, Lavia is wrapped up yeah. within seven days. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm looking towards center back because I only see uh, four first team center backs and I see three of them as uh, injury concerns to varying degrees. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a huge gamble uh, on, on the fitness of guys like Kanate and Massif. Uh, Joe Gomez as well. I think his injuries have been more unlucky. They've been like contact injuries as opposed to like reoccurring muscular stuff. Um, so, yeah, I would focus on centre-back. I, ideally, I, I think Liverpool should have five centre-backs. Um, you know, it's funny because if Fabinho was still here and he was like the fifth-choice break-glass centre-back option, I think maybe I would be okay if Liverpool delayed the centre-back rebuild to, to the next summer, or January or whatever. But now that Fabinho is not here, um, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I would like Liverpool to go and get a uh, – a left-sided center back um, is great as I think Andrew Robertson is. And for what it's worth, I do think Andrew Robertson through time will get more familiar with the system and be able to play left center back to the degree and to the level that we want him to. Um, I do think it would be nice to have a uh, round peg in a round hole uh, in terms of that position. Uh, I, I've 
you know, when, when I've gotten bored of the perennial midfield search this summer, statistically, I, I've looked at left-sided center backs that I think are interesting and stuff like that. Cause obviously the rumored name of Levi Colwell is going to take some doing to get him out of Chelsea. That, that seems a bit far-fetched. Um, but you know, I, I do like uh, Lukeba um, from Lyon. Um, uh, that, that name stands out to me uh, as well. Uh, Nico Schlotterbeck from Dortmund is, is also interesting for me. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's really difficult uh, because, you know, obviously we've just through the last few weeks, we've realized just maybe how dry the, the holding midfield market can be for a player who's ready, world-class and affordable. You know, no one seems to tick all three boxes. Um, the, you could make the same case for the left-sided center back market, especially if Liverpool are trying to future-proof. You know, if Liverpool want to go and get somebody who's 30 years old, then all good. But if you're looking to shop underneath the age of 25, it can get a bit tough. But long story short, Chris, I would like them to see a I would like to see a left-sided center back walk through the door. Ben, I need to get your opinion on on what what role or what position we should concentrate the next. Um, I guess it. I guess it depends on the market and the opportunities that uh, that sort of arise. And I think there will be opportunities arising. Um, at least Liverpool hopes so, and that's why they're being so patient. But in terms of position, and then maybe suggest a player according to your research that would fit that position for Liverpool. Okay, so I don't know if this is controversial, but for me, I think this is not either or. I think. You need to get both. I still think you need a centre-back and another midfielder. I, I don't think Liverpool can afford to have the luxury of selecting one or the other. I think you still need probably both uh, positions. If we're talking about left-sided centre-back, um, I like the names Evan mentioned. On top of that, i probably like to add uh, David Hanko at Feyenoord. I know it's a big step to, to make to the Premier League, but I think physically he's, he's really impressive. He's got a lot of speed, very comfortable on the ball. Obviously, Eredivisie to the Premier League is a huge step, but we've seen Gakpo do it recently. Um, and also, I think, watch out for Lavia a little bit. Based on the, the coaches who I've spoken to, they both played him in, in the left-sided centre-back position Ooh. for the Belgium youth national teams. Obviously, Eredi, he's not the strongest, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he can play that role at Liverpool but if we shift into this three at the back with mm-hmm. Andy Robertson I could see him playing Robertson's role potentially um, especially because you know he's very comfortable on the ball obviously defensively he's very strong so uh, based on the conversations that I've had with the, his coaches who've worked with him I would keep my eye on that I think that's something interesting in terms of the midfielders um I like the quarry, but I think that's going to be difficult to pull off from Crystal Palace. I think he's he's a great player, but um, you know, just, just seventy million price tag is, is huge. Just a bit of just a bit of fun trivia that not, not trivia, but fun fun interview. Uh, Doctor Zaf, who's a, a personal friend of mine, now works at Crystal Palace, the ex doctor at Liverpool. I messaged him yesterday. I said, "Can you have a word with your owners, realistically, please, and, and put a realistic tag." On, on Decore, he replied, can you have a word with your owners and stop being stingy and pay us what I was worth? So make of that what you will. That was his response. Uh, at this point, we must say goodbye to Evan, who's been wonderful as usual. Thank you very much for Evan. Um, goodbye and see you later. And well done on the hat. 
Thanks, Grizz. Uh, you know, you are you are the inspiration for my headgear, uh, of course. But it's been a wonderful show. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk soon. No problem. Uh, ben, again, you mentioned uh, the, the final centre-back. Um, mm. Bit of exclusivo again. Uh, he is he is one of the names on Liverpool shortlist. So that is uh, of interest. People won't have seen that around, but we are interested in him. He is one of the names, I believe, that has been scouted. Um, so you profiled him very well. Um, that is quite a, a coup there, I think. Um, again, before I come to Conor as well, Ben, I want to get your opinions on the, on the leaving out of uh, Bradley. Was it, I forgot his surname. Mine's gone blank. Bradley's his surname. Connor Bradley. Connor Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Bradley. Um, of course, Bejetic and, and, and Thiago injured, uh, and they were sort of. It was. It was said that they're injured. Um, but Connor Bradley not going on the plane. No injury specified, unless it's injury. Um, hopefully, they. They. Are, they. It's a. It's a small knock or whatever. But I suspect that could be. Um, that could be a possible loan. Um, would you keep him, or do you think another loan makes sense? Because then that ties in with the fullback inquiries that I believe we've been making as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a shame that we don't get to see much of him for the rest of preseason because I was really impressed by him in, in um, the first two games. I know it's not the greatest of oppositions in these two German sides, but. He did really well just in terms of positionally to, to play that similar Trent Alexander-Arnold role that we saw him play towards the end of last season. And that surprised me a little bit because when I watched him for Bolton last season, he was very much an out-and-out -out winger. I didn't expect him to do as well in this inverted role. Um, obviously, there were rumours that he's going to be signing a new three-year contract yeah. yesterday. And on, based on that, I just assumed that he would be in the squad and he... Liverpool would potentially even consider him as a backup option because I think, you know, we're, we're going into a Europa League campaign where he could probably get a fair few minutes, League Cup as well. I think there would have been room for him to develop and improve and it, it wouldn't have been a waste of time for him to stay at Liverpool for the next six months at least. Uh, but it seems like potentially there, there could be a move on the cards or, or maybe a little bit of a knock, but Liverpool didn't report any injuries so obviously they're holding off on the announcement of the three-year deal as well which could give a hint that they're going to make that announcement when something else is sorted about his future as well and I'm going to be interested to see where he goes I think he's outgrown league one definitely uh, is he ready for the Premier League is, is that the next step I don't know maybe a championship loan would suit him better um, at, at a top club fighting for promotion. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been really impressed by, by him. So I was a bit surprised when he was left out, but maybe probably a bit too soon for him to play in the Premier League, for Liverpool anyway. If he would have stayed, you would have only expected him to play the Europa League games. I think it would have been a huge call to, to, to him see him start those, those big games for Liverpool. Yeah, I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, you know, very, very highly thought of, and of course, very strong rumours that he he's expected to sign a new deal. But we've done that before, haven't we, Conroy? Where we 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 protect the value, and then yeah. we'll possibly involve him in a loan, or possibly even a sale. Um, 
just very quick thoughts on, on Connor Bradley. Yeah, guys, I, I've got to be honest. I'm sure he'd become a, a, a good player, you know, a decent enough standard. But let's not lie. The, the only player who's started in this team over the last 15, 10 years who's from the academy is a, a, a unicorn in Trent. Curtis Jones, is, there's still even a debate there. Curtis Jones had a good six-month, four-month period. But let's not forget... Five months ago, a lot of Liverpool fans would, would have sold him if they got offered the right money. So let's not forget that. He's still got consistency to prove in this team. He played the last 10 games, had a good under-21 Euro tournament, and he has got, got positive. But I wouldn't say he's like a statement starter. He hopefully can do that this season. So your academies, most of the time, are used to being profit in. That's what they are. You're, you're getting him to sign a three-year deal, not because you think he's ever going to be Liverpool starting right back. Let's not be like unrealistic here. It's be to protect investment, so you can do what you've done with a Nico Williams, for example. That might I might even be stretching it too much with Nico Williams because he did actually play some some games at periods, maybe even below that. If you think about players we've had in the past, well, let's say Nico Williams for the, the sake of an example, he gets a move to a Notts Forest, something like that, and actually they Liverpool make money on him, and he probably gets a good standard in a football career. So. It helps both parties. But I will add on the point as well that Ben said, it's really interesting at inverted fullbacks because I've seen it in Scotland recently and I've also seen it in other teams that you actually get some fullbacks who are, who are maybe okay, but they're not necessarily amazing at bombing up and down, but they've actually got certain strengths to their game that when a team plays that way, they actually stand out. If you look at Celtic, um, Greg Taylor, couldn't get a game. Um, Nathan Ralston couldn't get a game. And when Ange Postacoglu changed to like the, the your inverted fullback, they've actually grew in stature and became like actually having quite a good rep in football in Scotland because of that. So it is interesting how <laughs> that this new phenomenon in football not not new, but because a lot because a lot of teams are doing that, you're seeing different strengths from certain players that if it was just a standard fullback role, they might not excel. So be interesting to see in the next five years if that continues as well you know, going forward. Uh, absolutely. Uh, some people mentioning that Southampton on loan is the rumour, uh, according to Twitter, which is the go-to for everything that's <laughs> real. Um, because Michael says, a guy on Twitter said that he's friends with Connor's cousin and that Southampton asked him on loan and Liverpool accepted it reluctantly. Well, if that happens, then there's another exclusivo on transfer carnage tonight. Uh, there you go. That kind of might make sense, guys, because Livramento has been linked with a move away from Southampton. Yeah. Mm, there may be an equation there to, to, to work Obviously, out. Cavallo went on loan to Leipzig, and they said that was unrelated to Soboslai, but Interesting, interesting, interesting turn of events late night on, on Transfer Carnage. How'd you like Exclu that? Exclusivo. It should, you should Exclusivo, name it. Yeah. Guys, exclusive after exclusive. But listen, this has been a wonderful, wonderful show. I've really enjoyed, of course, your company, Conroy, but especially Ben. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, my friend. Yeah, happy to be on and I'm happy to come on again. So yeah, it was Absolutely. a pleasure. It's been it's been brilliant. Um Look, you guys have been amazing in the chat, but this is just uh, blowing me away. Um, Pivot Distress is in a, an amazing, generous super chat, and he says, look, praise be with you and your family, G. Please use this for some flowers or something to give to whom whoever needs a hug right now. Be blessed. You're going to make me uh, well up and get emotional again. Um, I've had a happy and, and laughing stream today with the guys. Um, I will be... I will be using this donation uh, for my mother, whose whose, whose sister it was. Uh, my mother is actually out there with uh, 
with sort of was buried her today uh, around 5 p.m. UK time. Um, so I will be sending her flowers using this money. I appreciate that. That is so, so generous of you. Thank you so much. Uh, massive and heartfelt um, thanks. Um, what a way to end the show, guys. Hope you've enjoyed that. Um, we've tried to give you some information, opinion, all rolled into one. Um, oh, he's, he's made me speechless. When has Grizz Khan ever been speechless? But um, but yeah, I'm struggling to close the show. Um, but yeah, um, Ben's been wonderful. Conroy's been brilliant. And Evan wore a funny hat. What more do you want? Um, thank you very much, guys. Take care. Love, peace and tranquility. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.